0: Size Birthday Biography Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Mira. This is a daily podcast which shines a spotlight on a person born on this day at some point in history somewhere in the world who made a positive lasting impact. Today, September 17th, we're going to celebrate the birth and life of American environmentalist Dr. Edgar Wayburn, who was born on this day in 1906. This man was, as the Sierra Club put it, America's most effective and least known wilderness advocate. When you think about a house or a mountain, you don't question why they are what they are. A mountain is a mountain because it's supposed to be a mountain, and the same could be said for a house. But what we seem to take for granted, myself included, every time we step outside and look at a tree or take our kid to the park or walk along the beach, is that someone has made a concerted effort to prevent that particular piece of land from being covered by houses or businesses. A house is a house because someone decided that the nature that was originally there was not worth preserving. And a mountain is a mountain because someone decided that it was. If you live in the Bay Area of Northern California or have ever visited it and enjoyed the redwood forests, the coasts, or the sprawling national wreck areas, you have this man to thank. Dr. Edgar Wayburn was born in Macon, Georgia, a city county smack dab in the middle of Georgia, about 85 miles southeast of Atlanta. Even as a child, Edgar was obsessed with nature, and he could spend hours looking at books about mountains and forests. He completed his bachelor's degree at the University of Georgia at 19, and he finished Harvard Medical School at 23. Having visited San Francisco every year as a child—his mother was from there— he decided to move back there to begin his career as an ER surgeon. He would teach at Berkeley and Stanford during his 50-year medical career. And we're not going to really go into his medical career. That's not the focus of today's episode. But I just wanted you to keep in mind that not only is this guy a full-time doctor, but he's also about to become the guy who, according to Bill Clinton, when he bestowed the Presidential Medal of Freedom on him, has saved more of our wilderness than any person alive. So at the age of 33, he joins the Sierra Club, and for those of you that are not familiar with it, it's an environmental protection organization founded in San Francisco in 1892 by John Muir. When it was created, it was one of the first large-scale environmental protection organizations in the entire world. Edgar's first expedition was into Yosemite with a bunch of burros carrying supplies. He took a pause from his blossoming conservationist efforts to serve as a surgeon with the U.S. Army in London during World War II. When he came back, he was elected to the executive committee of his local Sierra Club branch, and he then created its first conservation committee. The post-war explosion of housing was threatening a lot of land at the time, and his primary goal during then and indefinitely was to try and save as much land from being destroyed and covered with tract houses as possible. He describes himself as a wild-eyed advocate of large public acquisitions. Knowing the only way to protect land was to claim it, he began with the 6,300-acre redwood and oak forest that would come to be known as Mount Talmopass State Park in Marin County, California. Uh, he managed to increase its size throughout his career. In his life, in total, Edgar would ultimately be responsible for campaigns, which led to the preservation of over 100 million acres of land. When Edgar joined the Sierra Club, it was more of an outward-bound kind of thing, there were about 3,000 members who saw it more of a hiking and skiing club. But with Dr. Wayburn's guidance and passion, he turned it into the 750,000-member-deep environmental activism organization that it is today. He helmed the Sierra Club as president for a bit, too, serving five back-to-back single-year terms. Nature was such an important and integral part of Edgar's life that he took his future wife, Peggy Elliott, hiking on their first date in 1947. They married a few months later and she joined him in his work, uh, working with politicians to create boundaries for national parks and journeying with him to Alaska, where they devised layout proposals for 10 separate national parks. When the Alaska National Interest Lands Conservation Act of 1980 passed, these parks were officially created. Edgar was effective and efficient at land conservation because not only was he an obviously super passionate guy and very driven, but he was also a very genuinely likable and charming guy. He utilized very grassroots methods like going to public hearings and fundraising and letter writing. His lobbying prowess was legendary. He had this very pleasant demeanor. He very politely refused to accept anything less than what he had in mind, and he had this really nice Georgian accent. As Nancy Pelosi told Sierra Magazine in 1999, legislators know that if Dr. Wayburn comes into your office, what might have been inconceivable at the beginning of the conversation is inevitable by the end of it. Without Dr. Wayburn's leadership and his imagination, the Bay Area would be a quite different place. Visually, recreationally, culturally, in every way, Dr. Wayburn made a tremendous difference. Edgar was not the type of man to compromise or accept the tiny land offerings that the government set aside for preservation. He knew that you can't really piecemeal nature and to create man-made lines through an ecosystem may make sense to a surveyor, but it's destructive and pointless to the nature and the animals that reside in it. As Dr. Wayburn said in his auto bio, Your Land and Mine, it wasn't enough simply to add a few acres here and there. Nature doesn't divide herself into measured plots. A watershed encompasses the chain of life. If any part is developed, the integrity of the whole ecosystem is threatened. By the time he was starting to slow down a bit in his late 90s, he had ensured the protection of over 100 million acres of land in the Alaskan wilderness, started the Golden Gate National Rec Area in San Francisco, and established and enlarged both the Redwood National Park and Point Reyes National Seashore in Marin County. He was awarded the Albert Schweitzer Prize for Humanitarianism in 1995 and the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 1999 by President Bill Clinton. One of my favorite parts of his life story is that when President Clinton went in to give him a handshake, this 93-year-old man pulls the president towards him and he begins to list all of the places that the Clinton administration had failed to protect. Dr. Edgar Wayburn died on March 5th, 2010, at the age of 103 at his home in San Francisco. His wife, Peggy, had passed away in 2002, so he was survived by his son and three daughters and three grandchildren. I want to end this segment with a quote by our birthday boy from his autobiography, Your Land and Mine, Evolution of a Conservationist. He says, in destroying wilderness, we deny ourselves the full extent of what it means to be alive. My sources today came from the Sierra Club new york times los angeles times and the ever faithful wikipedia thank you so much for joining me for our birthday celebration of edgar wayburn please join me tomorrow september 18th when we celebrate the birth and life of eddie rochester anderson actor and radio star see you then